What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. What is going on, everybody? Another edition of the podcast. We're going to be breaking down a Friday slate and a little short for a Friday slate. Only six games on a Friday. Kind of wonky. I have nine games tonight on Thursday. Joined by my guy, Rubio Dines, to break it all down for you guys. Rubio, how are you doing this evening? Doing great. It's been a minute, so I'm happy to join you. And, you know, this six-game slate that we have on the horizon, the star power is just, damn, it's got a lot of stars on it. should be a fun one for sure. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. After a big, I, I kind of like these like six to like eight nine game slates. Like I, I'm not a huge fan of like the thirteen gamers. Um, you know, maybe there is more of an edge. Like if you're like really grind NBA and like know more than like the average person, but it's just so like just so much, especially on like a Friday and stuff too. Like you know, eventually want to kick back and and chill a little bit more to not have to deal with like as nutty of a, a slate will be uh will be kind of nice for a friday at least i think oh yeah 100 percent. like you know i think the the sweet spot is four to seven games then other than that you're kind of a little bit overwhelmed under that you're like oh man there's it's, it's a real chalky across the board this one you know i think we might have some chalk but you know it's still going to be a fun one you know obviously we got a bunch of news that you'll get to and the main one being Devin booker for sure and I guess Joel Embiid we got to throw in there because after his surprise scratch yesterday, so yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a fun one though. I think seven, six, seven games. Like I think five, six, and seven games have been the sweet spot, and uh, I think that's when Saber does its best too. To be honest, with, with these like slates where it's like and just a little bit smaller than normal, it, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah, I, I like this. This is a, this is a nice slate. So before we get into it, guys, subscribe to the podcast. Give us five star review that helps us a ton um follow us on on twitter if you don't already and uh if you're not a run for your sports member sign up with code giblets 44 for 44 percent off your first payment and we got all the sports going on nba nfl college sports etc so all the sports one price if you haven't tried run for your sports before 44 percent off you can do one week see if you like it or not get in the discord it's a great time and uh, i'm confident you'll love the content and, and love the results that you see so with that, we're going to the first game rematch of earlier this week. We've got the Wizards at the Orlando Magic. Magic are favored by 11.5, 237.5 total. Injury news in this one, DeLon Wright and Ryan Rollins were made out for the Washington Wizards. And on the Magic side of things, Marco Fultz has already been ruled out. Wendell Carter remains out. Um, Paolo is probable. 
uh, coming off a, a pretty bad performance last time uh, against the Wizards. And Jonathan Isaac is questionable, missed the last game. So, you know, what are your thoughts on this game, Rubio? I think obviously it looks great for the Magic again. Um, Washington side doesn't look quite as good to me, but what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, it's like one of those games. How many times in the NBA season have we seen an immediate rematch, right? We just had this game Wednesday night. Now we're going to get it Friday night. We literally just had the sample. And, I mean, we saw we saw it. I mean, this this Washington Wizards team just has no interior defending. Gafford can block a couple shots every now and then, but everyone's able to get inside. The big men just crush Washington. You had Franz just get whatever he wanted. You had Cole Anthony get whatever he wanted. What makes me think that it's going to be different and I'm glad that DraftKings kind of took that next step, right? They said, screw it. We're going to price up the Orlando pieces quite a bit. Everyone got a price bump except for one guy, and that was Van Caro. I think he stayed the same. But what a Wagner went up, a Franz Wagner went up about, what, 300? You had Cole Anthony go up to 7K now. Uh, and I think that's a good, for the, a good thing for this game environment. And as long as... You know, Wendell Carter Jr. remains out. You know, Gogo Badate is going to be a guy who I think he's my main target from this game. Uh, he has not been on the good end of a blowout in a long time in terms of, like, when you look at his log, the last three games, it's 24 minutes, 20 minutes, 19. He has not had to play, like, in the fourth quarter at all because they have been just, you know, just, you know, lopsided margins for the most part. And uh, Bidate got there, you know, did well just in the interior, 8, 7, and 2 in 24 minutes last game. I think he can trend up a bit. Um, and I think, like, Mo Wagner is also someone who, you know, gets that benefit where, you know, who who was uh, – God, I'm just blanking on the name all of a sudden. Who was, uh, who was out? Jonathan Isaac. You know, that was something that he missed. And that benefits that front court a little bit because Isaac can play the small ball five. And Mo and Bedate get a little bit of a bump. It's not a bump that we just ignore, you know, and especially in this spot where they're in the low 5Ks, kind of mid-5Ks. I think they're the two best players in this one. And then flipping over to the Washington side of the ball, yeah, I'm glad I got the Kuzma game right a couple of games ago against the Pistons, but I don't really want to gamble on any of these guys. And maybe you can tell me differently. I, I know – I know that some of these guys are fine. I just never click on Tyus's name. And then Jordan Poole, the most frustrating man in the league or whatever. But maybe, maybe you like the Wizards more than me. I mean, you could argue Jordan Poole is the most entertaining man in the league. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I definitely am getting a kick out of uh, watching him play. Like he's at the YMCA. And I think he got benched a couple games back too. Maybe that was, was that against the Pistons? I'm forgetting which game it was off the top of my head, but I think he got benched after going, like, just playing absolutely terrible. Um, and so, I mean, Orlando's got a solid defense. It's a pace down, tougher matchup for the Wizards side of things. So, for me, I mean, it's not, the, it's not as, like, a huge slate. So, if you want to play any of, like, the Washington starters, Gafford, Jones, uh, Vija, uh, Poole, or, uh, or Kuz, I don't, like... If you got a little of them, I, I wouldn't I completely hate it, but I I don't know, man. I'm not uh, I'm not dying to to play anyone on uh, on the Washington side of things. Um, you know, maybe you could look at like one of the bench guys. Uh, if like we're we're starved for for value, depending on how some of this injury news breaks out. But yeah, not something I'm super excited about. I'm more than happy to go back to Paolo at at eight point four k. Like just. People have off nights. Like, it's an amazing matchup. I love when, like, it's a flop-like spot a little bit. Everyone's just burned by the guy. It's still an awesome matchup. Like, I, I like Paolo last time out. 
and uh, I like him again this time. So hopefully it just means that we get him lower owned. And I, I don't know. I'm just not a big Franz guy, especially at close to 8K. I just, I just don't love his ceiling and just don't feel like I get the ceiling outcome from him a whole lot. So I, I'm going to hope that the field chases him a little bit, you know, in like 20 max uh, or MME stuff. Like I'll still keep him in like a player pool because he's playing the Wizards, but I'm not excited about it. And I think Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs both look awesome. You can play them together. Uh, I continue to kind of prefer the price discount on Jalen Suggs, but the prices are are fairly close. And, and Cole Anthony's role has been pretty great in playing starter minutes off the bench. So uh, I love both of the guards. I love Banchero. Franz is just okay. Um, and I would not, I wouldn't play Mo Wagner or uh, or Wagner or Goga together, but I like them both as individual plays and their price tags. And to your point, like Goga, just I don't know. I, I thought it was a little unlucky. I played him on my main team the other night, and uh, D'Angelo Russell putting up over sixty uh, willed me to uh, a decent cash still, but could have been a lot better night if uh, if Jay Nivey and, and Goga came through for me. And last thing I'll mention on the Orlando side of things. Uh, if Isaac sits again, I think that Joe Ingles is a little interesting. Probably should play like 20-ish minutes at 4.2K in a really good matchup. So I think Jingles is a, a little interesting off the bench. And I don't know, 4-5 for Gary Harris sounds kind of gross. But I don't know. It's it's the Wizards. Any of these fringe guys, especially if you're playing multiple lineups, you can you can talk me into playing him maybe a little bit. Yeah, I, I love Joe Ingles. Uh, there's no secret about that. I'm a big fan of him. and. Uh, what did he get? 12, 4, 6, and 2 last game, which is just really good for value and stuff. And yeah, I think, um, you know, when we dive into the other games, we'll see how much more value we have. Because uh, I consider Joe Inglis, like, I, you know, who considers Joe Inglis, right? But he has a good role off the bench. He's one of the main, like, ball handlers when he's in. So, like, if you're getting me 22 minutes with Joe Inglis here against the Washington Wizards, like, pace up spot, just like he got last game at 4,200, it's a bit steep, but. I'm not going to talk anyone out of it. I think it's definitely viable. Yeah, I, I mean, he's he's getting older. He's definitely like over the hill as yes. as a player, without okay. a doubt. But yeah, I, I, I like some some Joe Ingles, and especially it's part of it's a matchup. Like you can talk me into playing a lot of dudes against them against the Wizards. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I think that's like uh you know when we break down this game and stuff you find out like man a lot of these guys are priced up and i can't wait to kind of dive in and see see which values pop up to kind of kind of see where DraftKings take us they, they've done a good job pricing slates this year i gotta give them credit yeah i definitely feel like pricing's been kind of tight um all right well cool we'll, we'll move on to the next scene then let's see if any of the thoughts yeah that'll be fun i think what which one are you going to go to is it the philadelphia game uh, that's the one i'm kind of excited for <laughs> Uh, I always go in the order of what I see in, in Saber. I was going to go with uh, Grizz at the at the Mavs next. Oh, wow, that's good. So in, yeah, so in that game, um, Marcus Smart is still out. Um, I don't think that Xavier Tillman's going to be back for this one, but there's a chance that he could. Uh, Luke Kennard out. Same guys that are going to be out for that have been out for the the rest of the way. Jaw remains uh, suspended, so. You know, a lot of missing pieces for the Grizzlies. You know, there's always a chance that uh, uh, Tillman could come back tomorrow, but I, I'm not expecting him to. I think he's getting a little bit closer, but we'll we'll see. Um, and then for the Mavs side of things, Tim Hardaway Jr. is questionable. 
and uh, Maxi Kleber remains out with uh, with a toe injury. So really good spot, I think, for the Maverick side. Um, obviously, you know, it's pretty much always just Luca and Kyrie and, and move on with the Dallas side of things. And Luca's only 11.4K. Um, are you interested in some 11.4K, uh, Luca? And what stands out to you in this game? Oh, God, I, I hate this Memphis team so much, man. And I, I think Luca at 11.4 is going to catch my eye a little bit. And a big reason of that, uh, when you look at the studs, obviously if Embiid plays, you know, he's going to be good. But Jokic gets Murray back, right? And I I just, like, I don't, I don't know how that role, how, how consistent. Obviously, he's the best player in the world, right? Like, is he still going to want to put up 70 points a game, man? I know he just did it last game or whatever, but you get a fully healthy team. I think Aaron Gordon's going to be back to them. So I, I think that bumps Luka Doncic up the peg a little bit. I mean, you have just a mess in Memphis. Like, no one can defend. No one – only Jaron Jackson Jr. can defend. No one can defend anything in the backcourt. They're just a mess defensively. And you just have a guy like Luka who can easily put up 65. And he's only 11-4. I mean – I know that he's only the third most expensive player in the slate, but like you, you get just such a good floor, such great upside. And, you know, if Memphis is able to keep it close, I, I like the, I like the changes they made in that starting lineup. I like the insertion of Rose. I thought that was something that they were going to do. I liked going back to, to Biombo. I just think you need to shore up what you got. And I think Rose at under 5k, you know, as long as you know Marcus Martin, you know, John Morant remain out, he can shoulder a little bit of a larger load. And I think it's good to have him out there. I think it's good to actually have a veteran. Uh, in 27 minutes for Rose here at under 5K, I'll buy it. I'll, I... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. He's just got a ton of upside for the most part. 7 for 11. 32 points DK-wise last time out. I, I think that's, you know, kind of the expectation. I would play him up to like 5.7K. So he's very cheap. And looking down the rest of the Memphis side, because they were super chalk last game. You know, I, I like Jaron Jackson. I like Desmond Bain. This time against the slower-paced Mavericks, I probably won't be on them as much. Uh, but... I mean, you're a Jaron Jackson guy. <laughs> we had to play him at 7-4, but it, he didn't even look good. I know he's always the stocks god, and he got there with the stocks and stuff. But you mm. you want to see more from Jaron, and he's just not producing it, right? Yeah, I mean, I expected a better game from him, too, last time out with Santi not in the starting lineup. So, I don't know. I think it's still – I've been targeting – power forwards against Dallas, like athletic ones against Dallas pretty much all season. Like I just, Dallas's front court doesn't impress me in the slightest. Their defense doesn't impress me at all, especially since you know, the identity of the team completely changed. It used to be a lot more like just 
uh, four out, like let Luca cook, find guys open and surround him with like three and D guys. And now you've got Kyrie there um, and the other pieces that they have. I mean, you know, I guess that Grant Williams is kind of a three and D type of guy, but like it's just the makeup of the team's changed. Their defense has gotten significantly worse. So I think it's an awesome spot for, for Jaron Jackson, but you're right. I'm definitely a triple J guy, um, which can be a, a roller coaster of an experience without yes. a doubt. Yeah, it's just tough to trust him or trust any any of these Grizzlies except for uh, Derek Rose who's starting. I think he would be the one guy I would trust. And um, I mean, ultimately, you know, we still got Kennard out and stuff. I, I I'm interested to see where the cookie crumbles because I think a guy like Tim Hardaway missing could open up a few minutes, you know, just off the bench in some capacity. Whether you know it could be dumpster diving a bit with you know, I wouldn't say dumpster diving, but like Josh Green or Derek Jones Jr. could be something that's viable and. Uh, you know, Grant Williams, like 4,400, still has some upside and stuff. I mean, I, I don't hate this game, uh, but it feels more like a game where I'll, I'll grab like one or two pieces and then call it that. And I definitely won't game stack it on this one. Yeah, for, for me, I'm actually going to disagree with you a little bit on Derrick Rose. Like, I think the role is pretty good, but I mean, let me share this with you. The last three games, he shot. Eight and nine from the field, five of twelve, and seven for eleven. So, I mean, I I don't know, man. I just think that he's shooting like I think about what is that like sixty three percent or so. I I don't know. Maybe it's not quite as like um, unsustainable as I I think, but I don't know. Like I just I feel like a you know a down shooting game is going to be coming for for him soon. And well, like the role is decent, like. You want to hear the argument against it? He is one for six from deep in the last three games. So they're all coming with inside the arc. I don't know if they're mid-range or not. (laughs) I wouldn't say that Derrick Rose is like a prolific three-point shooter. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, I don't know. I I get it for the price and the role in the matchup. Like, if you're telling me you're getting, you know, mid-20s in minutes, but – I don't know. I just I don't feel as secure in the floor and, and everything with with him. Like I don't know. Like what if like Gilliard gets Gilliard gets hot and like he started one game or what if like Santi's back in the starting lineup and being like more of like a point four type of role. Like I'm just I don't know. I don't think he's like a terrible play. I I didn't like him last time out. He's a little bit more expensive. I just think a down shooting game's coming, but I might just be a little bit biased with it. Yeah, I, I think you know what's funny too, and I thought this would happen once he got taken out of the starting rotation, is I faded Jacob Gilliard when he was the min price starting point guard, you know, that, that first slate. And I'm like, this dude's like he's just not that great when you look at the numbers and stuff. And sure enough, he nukes, right? He goes off, he gets like 25 or something like that mm-hmm. for 3K. And then the games go on, he starts to find out who he truly is. You know, get like one fantasy point in 16 minutes. So you know, on that note, like Jacob Gilliard, I'm so glad he's out of that rotation. Yeah, I hope he makes it in the league, but I just cannot believe that the one day he was chalk and ended up being just a massive ownership ownership shift to him, and he ended up just going off. And then since then, he's been a forgotten soul. I know he had the one game. I actually wasn't on him that day either. I I liked my build, and I didn't want to blow it up to get him. I think is what happened. Like I didn't think it was a bad play. I just didn't want to blow up my build for it, and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that proved to be expensive. Yeah, just a bit. Um, but I, 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 I think Bane Jackson looked good. Like 
price is a little too high for me for Santi off the bench. The price is fine if he starts in this matchup. Um, and if all these guys remain out, like Roddy, Williams, like, you know, I think they'll they'll be in the rotation and they're fine. They're kind of fine, like, not quite mid-range, not quite value. They're kind of, like, in between that range. I like the matchup. I'm not going to prioritize them, but if I were to get there, that's, that's fine and on the Dallas side of things. Yeah, I'm never interested in any of the secondary pieces, so I don't know. Maybe maybe if Tim Hardaway Jr. is out, then maybe I consider, like, Derek Jones or Josh Green or uh, someone like that where, you know, they kind of need a six-man to, like, put up some points and stuff. So, I don't know. I'll keep my eye out for that, but I'm not dying to play anyone outside of Luke and Kyrie. And Kyrie at 9-1, I, I think that he, he definitely has the ceiling there. I just – I guess I'm looking at him a little bit and. I guess I just I liked it when I was getting them in like the AK range um, because I don't I I don't think the floor is great like he just feels like so much more of like a a boom bust tournament play yeah. in my opinion um, and Luke at eleven four is just too bright, cheap of a price tag Memphis sucks like uh, I definitely think that Luke will be on my main team tomorrow I haven't like fully looked into everything but just seeing eleven four price tag on Luke against Memphis definitely gets me excited. Yeah, it's very tasty for sure. I, I think, yeah, I, I I think that Doncic played and the Tim Hardaway news is something to kind of monitor for the most part. And then, uh, yeah, I think I think like the 730 games, though, you know, what's nice about this is that we have a lone island game to end it. So, it, you know, you, you're going to have news no matter what on most of these games. The only one that we have to worry about would be like Jamal Murray or Aaron Gordon or whatever. But Devin Booker news too, but like – you're, we're gonna have some spots to we'll, we'll know most of the slate by the time that this one tips off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. All right, cool. Any thoughts on that one before we move to the next one? I think I'm good. That would be fun. Sounds good. Uh, this might be a game where we don't have as much to to talk about. Knicks at the Raptors. You know, I'm never dying to play. Uh, the, I guess New York Knicks games. Like, I mean, obviously Randall and, and Brunson in particular will you know look good at times as studs. There's no real injury news in this one either, so it's not like we're getting a ton of value for guys being out. I, as I'm looking at this game, you know, there's a uh, there's a couple plays that look like solid to me, but I could definitely see myself fading this game as a as a whole. What are your thoughts on on Knicks and Raptors? Yeah, I think this is also a back-to-back for the for the Knicks too. Just coming off tonight, uh, tonight's win, yep. I believe. I think they uh, ended up winning. And yeah, it, it, it's you know Tibbs always plays the guy right, and, and you'll also have the Toronto side where they're playing pretty heavy minutes, and that's where it kind of gets tough from DFS, right? Like you know we already have guys playing max minutes who are not in a great spot, and they're already priced up, and it, ultimately it just kind of feels like a little bit gross to a degree. You know, you're not dying to play any of these guys, and rightfully so. Uh, but when we just kind of break down the slate, like Randall's been playing way better ball, right? And he ended up dropping a 62 piece against Charlotte. And then he had a good matchup tonight. I'm not sure exactly how he did and stuff, but you're getting a guy who definitely has good upside at under 9K, plays a load of minutes. You know, same thing can be said about Scotty Barnes. I'll bite. He's cooled off just a bit in terms of like, you know, just the absolute ceiling that we've seen. I, I think there's like, like that that tournament dart that you can throw like you know i'm not gonna sit here and say oh man you got to play any of these guys uh but like siakam and them they all individually kind of ha- can make their own case i think if you just had to say uh, you put a gun to my head and say which players you know got the best chance at you know 6xing their salary and i think it's honestly um 
Mitch Robinson just because of what he can do with 33 minutes or more. Uh, and he had six blocks and stuff. He can get there in stocks and everything around it. He's the guy that I usually kind of play a little bit of. And 5.7 seems like one of the best price tags in this game. And that's kind of saying something because there isn't a whole lot of good price tags in this one. Yeah, I, I don't mind Mitch Rob. He's one of the guys that I thought looked like solid here. I think Mitch Rob and Podal, I think just Mitch Rob size plus um, Hartenstein being the backup five. I don't know. I, I think the Knicks are like a decent sized team and I could just see it being one of those spots where Podal plays like upwards of like low 30s and minutes is kind of a ceiling. So I, I think both centers are, are in play. And uh, I don't know, RJ Barrett's from uh from canada so homecoming for rj barrett 6.5k i don't know yeah anyone like rj and barrett up to randall all those more expensive guys i think they all like look okay and if any one of them had like a really good game i wouldn't be shocked um i think quickly is getting a little too expensive for me at 5.8k but i think he's he's okay i mainly just kind of want to consider the centers or rj barrett or if i like land on some of these guys here and there that's that's fine but it's just not a spot that i think we should prioritize yeah i agree with you it's one of those games where ultimately i'd be shocked if we had more than one piece without any news yeah yeah 100 percent. i feel like you got to be playing at least 50 plus lineups to get like three guys from that game even on like a six team slate yes <laughs> All right, cool. We'll head to the next game. Uh, we've got Philadelphia 76ers at the Celtics. Uh, like you mentioned at the top of the uh, pod, Embiid's questionable with that illness still. So, I don't know. It seems like one of those things where he misses, then he, then he plays. And uh, at least Doc isn't the coach anymore because Doc would always like try and take everything down to the water thinking he's play, playing 40 chess and mind games. So, glad we don't have to deal with, uh, with his shit anymore as the 76ers coach. So. Embiid's status is is huge. We'll see if we get news on him earlier in the day. Uh, House has already been ruled out, and uh, Jaden Springer and Nick Batum are probable for this one. And on the Celtics side of things, um, Porzingis is uh, – I think he's coming back very soon was the quote that he gave to NBC Sports Boston. So I'm not expecting him back in this one, but technically I think there's – I think there's technically a chance that he comes back, but I think he comes back in like a week or so, but not this game. So, you know, Celtics healthy for the most part and uh, Philly pretty healthy outside of obviously huge piece in in Embiid. What are your thoughts on, on this game? I guess if Embiid's in and if Embiid's out. Yeah. I mean, Embiid news, you know, can really shift the slate dramatically. I mean, we saw it after lock and, you know, Nick Nurse pulled the old troll move and put in Mo Bamba before Paul Reed. And I think the website almost broke and stuff. But I, I think I think Embiid plays. Um, if so, 11-6 for someone who has just been ungodly on every game he's been a part of. And I'm not saying that the, uh, the Boston can't defend it uh, because they are one of the best you know defensive teams in terms of just, just in general. They have a lot of length and stuff. But without Kristaps Porzingis there, you know, it, it creates a little bit of a void in the middle, and I think Embiid can exploit it. And as, as much as it pains me to say, Bobby, whenever I can play Jokic, I can. But there's been so many times where Embiid's been just, like, almost, like, 1.5K less expensive than Jokic. So I've been playing a lot of Embiid this year. And uh, it might not change tomorrow. I mean, he's still 800 off of Jokic, uh, Jokic's price tag, even though it's a lot more reasonable. 
Uh, I just love the 65 plus upside that he just brings to the table every single night. And yeah, I think if he's in, you know, you look at Philly up and down the roster and I'm not going to get excited about anyone, but if he's out, I'm going right back to Tobias Harris. He's a guy that I've kept plugging and playing when Joel Embiid's out. He sucked last game. I'm willing to forget that. And I'm going to go right back to him. Tyrese Maxey had started off really slow. I mean, the entire Sixers team started off slow last game, but like he ended up getting there. I just think that, you know, Marcus Morris, uh, you know, playing that small ball five at 3,800, they clearly like like doing something different. And I don't think Horford's going to scare anyone in the interior. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus I just hope that they would play Paul Reed more. And he ended up playing a ton in that second half last game. So, I mean, yeah, I think just flipping over to the Celtic side of the ball, I mean, if Embiid's in, I'm going to Embiid. If Embiid's out, I'm interested in the ancillary piece like, you know, Harris, Maxi, and them. But on the Celtic side of the ball, I mean, how many times can I just forget that Jason Tatum exists? Because there's just been times where he'll just pop up for like 60 or 70 or whatever. And you're like, oh, shit, Jason Tatum's on the slate. This is another slate where you're just going to be completely overshadowed by other studs. And it, just from top to bottom, I mean, it's tough to get up to him. It's tough to get up to Jalen. It's tough to get up to Drew. And then you're kind of left with like, man, these Celtics pieces are very expensive. Like, what, what's the what's the appeal to them? And I think you're just playing for this upside of like that Tatum or Jalen Brown can present, you know, whether they can 6X their salary to any degree. And I don't really have any real faith in any of these guys for a main lineup, but I don't mind mixing them in if, it, if it's a guy like Tatum or Brown specifically, just because I know what they can do. And I know that they usually come in at lower ownership, especially on a slate where it's just studs galore up top. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's, I mean, even with the new additions on the Boston side of things, to your point, like they can go off at any time. And Porzingis being out, helps at least a little bit in, in terms of, of the usage. And I think it definitely impacts their, their defense too. So, I mean, if Embiid's in, I don't know, Horford's getting up there in age and he's not the same defender that he was, but he's historically been a pretty, played pretty good defense on Joel Embiid. But I don't know, another one of those things I'll just keep saying, Joel Embiid should not be less than 12K. Like he's, he's still too cheap. Yes. So, um, upgrades the matchup without Przingis, so I'm happy to get there. I mean, it's... I mean, if Embiid's in, the rest of the 76ers are are pretty tough to get to. Um, I don't know. I think, like, the the forwards are all kind of, like, fringes value, like a Batum. 
and whatnot. Like, it's just one of those things where it's like not a great matchup either. So I think the secondary pieces don't look great. Uh, if I had to pick a secondary piece, I, I just I always liked Anthony Melton and like his his upside at times. And if Embiid's out, I think I don't know. I think all of the same guys get get the boost. I wouldn't be surprised to see Paul Reed come off the bench like he continues to with Nick Nurse, which is really unfortunate because I don't know why Marcus Morse is even in the league still. So if Marcus Morse starts, there's no way in hell I, I'm playing him on my main team. And I'll definitely be under the field if I get any of them. And I'll operate like Paul Reed is essentially like the center that I want at playing like probably like mid-20s to high-20s of minutes in all likelihood in a competitive game. And uh, Melton, Harris, Max securing the workload, tougher matchup. But if it beats out, it's just so much usage that they're going to look pretty good. And on the Celtics side of things, I'm fine getting Tatum Brown whenever. Uh, I'm not dying to play Drew with all these guys in, but I still think it's a reasonable price tag. And uh, I, I can't pay 6 7 for for Derek White. Um, maybe he's so not a great play that he's a good play in like left field stuff. I don't know. Six, seven is just is an expensive price tag with how healthy the backcourt is. And uh, a lot of these guys on like, like secondary guys like Pritchard Hauser and stuff are, are priced up from some of these dudes being out where it's really tough to click the, click the button. And uh, I think Horford's he's an okay price tag at, at six, two, but I don't know. It's more, one of those things or more. So if I, if I get a Celtic here or there, it's, it's fine. I could see any one of these guys kind of having a ceiling game, but I have a hard time seeing myself really get two Celtics with uh, any level of frequency. Yeah, I'm with you completely. And uh, I'm watching this Timberwolves finish, and the way that Gobert has been shooting this ball, Bobby, I'm convinced that Gobert bet his over 15 and a half points because he has shot the ball an incredible amount of times the last two minutes where they're trying to throw up lobs and he just missed the dunk. And then Mike Conley threw up a lob on the fast break and he didn't get to it. <laughs> I feel like Gobert has money on his prop, man. This is kind of absurd. Uh, it just, or it's a revenge thing. He, he wants to show up his old team. <laughs> he really does. Especially when you got Colin Sexton just absolutely owning the team too. But yeah, I think you're exactly right going back to that Philly game. You know, I, I think that's the best way to approach it too. Or, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a wait and see, but luckily the game's at 7.30, so we should have all the news too. Yeah, hope, hopefully that we we do. And uh, next one's an island one. Starts at 8 Eastern. Spurs at the Pels. Uh, Doug McDermott missed today with an illness, and uh, Wemby was questionable. Wemby suited up. McDermott didn't play, so I imagine uh, Dougie McBuckets will still be dealing with the illness tomorrow, and uh, he'll be truly questionable going into that one. Or maybe he feels better, gets some Pedialyte, some Gatorade, whatever it is, and gets a good night's rest. Uh, we'll see. One being the back-to-back with how kind of late he was rolled in, I think he could be questionable, and I think there's a chance that Wemby misses this game. So I'm operating under that, that potential. And uh, New Orleans side of things, Matt Ryan's doubtful. Larry Nance is going to be out four to six weeks, uh, fractured at one of his ribs. Uh, Jose Alvarado is questionable. And uh, Trey Murphy's questionable to make his debut. So, I don't know, if you throw Trey Murphy into the rotation, that kind of throws a, another wrench in it, but he's been out so long. I, I imagine he plays like, I don't know, like 15 minutes or something like that. I can't imagine he plays like 
uh, against like big extensive run his first game back. So what are your thoughts on, on this game? I, I think it's a decent game environment. There's no total or, or spread out at this point that I see, but I don't know. I think it's kind of an interesting game. Um, we'll see how much we, we want to get to in this one, especially if uh, Wemby's in or out. Yeah, no, I think it's a very interesting one. And I'm kind of leaning, uh, and this is just guesswork and stuff, but I think that Wemby could definitely sit this one, second end of a back-to-back, where you're going to be traveling to to New Orleans potentially. I think there's a good chance that you know they just say, oh, yeah, go ahead and stay in San Antonio or whatever, right? Like, he was legitimately questionable. Comes in now. He's playing a monster game against uh, you know against Atlanta, doing really well, just filling all the stat sheet up. But ultimately, like I, I think if he's out, you know, you just get a massive boost across all these guys, and it kind of goes back to the conversation that we just had about Embiid. You know, you got to go in with the mindset of who does it impact. You know, kind of kind of attacking the slate with a plan. You know, you don't want to ever be caught off guard, and that's kind of why we go over these things too. You know, you oh, I hate playing what ifs. Well. Yeah, you know, these what ifs could help you out. You know that's why we always talk about them. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, guys like Keldon Johnson, we get a big bump. Zach Collins, I got to give DK credit again. They priced up the Spurs a little bit. And I think they might be even anticipating that if Wemby was ruled out, that you, know, you see a price bump to Keldon Johnson, Zach Collins, Devin Vassell, Jeremy Sojan. Like you literally had just price bumps across the board. But a guy I couldn't take my eyes off of it would be Zach Collins because. I just think he would get just a massive boost if Wemby missed, and he's got some great upside in him. He's got a good offensive game. You know, I don't, I don't hate this matchup either going against the New Orleans Pelicans interior. And uh, yeah, I, th- I think it, it's important. And even a guy like Trey Jones, you know, it wouldn't shock me if they just said, "Oh yeah, you know, we'll go small ball the four or whatever." Kelvin will play the four, right? And Trey Jones starts. You know, I think that lineup rotation could definitely be something where they just go with Champagne, who is 4.9K for what it's worth. So, like, you wouldn't really want to go with Champagne there. But uh, I think, you know, flipping over to the other side of the ball, New Orleans really looks great. I know CJ McCollum is back, but you get some guys where, you know, Jonas Valanciunas is 40 or bust potential, and that's perfect for tournaments, you know, especially going against a, a tissue paper soft interior. And then, uh, you know, I, I think Trey Murphy being back could murk, uh, could make the water a little bit murky or whatever, but I don't mind, like, you know, Brandon Ingram at 8-3 here, even with CJ back. And, you know, we can go ahead and fade CJ because I think he's still going to be on that minutes limit or whatever. And, yeah, I think you can kind of stay with a little bit of, like, Brandon Ingram or, um, yeah, or, uh, God, who I just – Jonas Valanciunas on the Pelican side would be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, McCollum played 28 minutes. Like, I guess I wouldn't be shocked if he got like low 30s in minutes this time out. But I have to imagine after coming back from a, a collapsed lung yeah. that <laughs> probably has like some kind of minutes on it. You, you would think that would just be logical, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm not a doctor. Full, full, <laughs> like, full transparency. That's good. Um, Spurs side of things. I mean, yeah, if one if one in. Price takes getting up there, but I don't know. I think he's getting a little more comfortable with the with the NBA and just putting up. He's just got monster stock upside every single night to have another big game tonight. He was on my my main team, fortunately, so we're not reading Kyle Anderson. And uh, yeah, for for me, Spurs side of things, if he's in, I don't love the Spurs if if Wemby's in, despite liking the matchup a little bit. Um, it's more so if Wemby's out that I, I'd get to the Spurs with any level of frequency, but I don't know. I just have a feeling that him or someone's going to sit on, on the back to back, just a, a gut feeling. Um, 
But I think Collins definitely would look better if, if Wemby was out. Vassell was supposed to keep coming off the bench in the six-man type of, of role, but he should still play like high 20s minutes. I think he looks fine. Sohan's just really tough to prioritize being point guard only now at 6-1. So, yeah, and I mean, it's a short slate, but Trey Jones is also tough to tough to click with, uh, with Sohan starting over him. And I think if Wemby sits, which we haven't seen yet this year, I think you're right. I think uh, Champagne probably starts and we see Keldon move up to the four. Uh, or we could maybe see... I don't know if McDermott was healthy. He, he yeah. I could see him drawing the start too, or maybe Chetty. Uh, Chetty gets a boost off the bench either way, uh, but I, I think Champagne or McDermott's more likely to start than than Chetty is. Yeah, I'm with you there for sure. And I think yeah, Champagne. We kind of had that sample where everyone was kind of shocked that he got but he was the starter. You know, we were all kind of prepping for Chetty and stuff. I just think that. Pop will just roll with the guy he started uh, in a few games before. And, you know, it, it would be fun to kind of theorize if they would go small, you know, with Trey Jones and stuff, because I think the team would be kind of fun and it'd be up pace, but it is the second night of a back-to-back. So maybe, maybe not. Uh, have you seen that clip too, where um, Sohan has the ball on a breakaway and he's got Wemby like wide open for a dunk and like kicks it out to someone on like the wing. Oh, it was Trey he, Jones. He it out yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, Trey Jones is an actual point guard. Like, I think what they're, I think doing that, like, I know Sohanna had a really big game tonight, but I think for Wemby's development, like, he should be playing with Trey Jones night in, night out. Oh, yeah, 100%. It is kind of crazy because, like, I don't think the highest of Trey Jones or whatever, you know, I think he's a good point guard, <laughs> but you know, you notice the difference between a true point guard and a project point guard. Uh, Sochin can be a very good player in this league. I mean, he's pretty good right now, but he's not a true point guard by any means. And, uh, you know, maybe that development comes, but uh, definitely as things stand right now, Trey Jones runs that offense so much better. Yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be better too. And uh, on the Pell side of things, with CJ back, I know Ingram's price takes fine. It's a really good matchup, so you could talk me into like low-owned Zion or I don't know, CJ against the Spurs, if you got low 30s in minutes, I don't think it's completely out of play, but it's tough for me to want to play a guy on a minutes limit. And, uh, yeah, I think with Trey Murphy coming back in the rotation and CJ back, I think – I mean, Herb's playable against the Spurs, but, like, Dyson Daniels, Jordan Hawkins, like, Najee Marshall, like, all priced up and stuff. I don't – I can't get to any of those guys, I don't think. It's a really good matchup. But I, with them priced up, I just – if Trey Murphy plays, I have a really hard time getting to any secondary pieces like that on, on the Pelicans. So I want to have interest in the Pelicans considering they're playing the Spurs, but at first glance, at least doing, uh, doing this first look with you, I, I'm having a hard time thinking I'm going to get much exposure to the Pels. Yeah, I'm with you. I kind of I kind of wanted to come in and play them. Uh, I think like Valanciunas would be like the main, main guy that I'd even look at just because the Spurs interior. But, yeah, McCollum being back, and these guys aren't really priced down for McCollum being back. So it kind of creates that little bit of environment where you're not the most happy with it. <laughs> yeah, we'll just yeah, kind of have to wait to see the prices stabilize at some point, which it'll happen. Just got to wait for it. All right, perfect. Moving on to the last game of the slate. Yeah, I wish the – I wish both teams are for sure healthy because this would be a fun late last game, maybe more so from watching purposes than than a DFS perspective. But Nuggets at the Suns, 
you know, no total in this one that I see with uh, Devin Booker to to your point being questionable going into this one. Bradley Beal will, will remain out. So, yeah, Booker, if he uh, if he's out, we we might not have that news too. I could easily see him being a, a game time decision. So, and we'll have to keep our, our eye out for for his status, and uh, you know, maybe that impacts how we how we play this slate. And on the Nuggets side of things. Aaron Gordon's been dealing with a heel injury. He's questionable. He's missed the last couple games, so I think he's truly questionable too. Jamal Murray is is questionable, having came back from that injury recently, and uh, I don't, I I think he plays, but I, I'm not a hundred percent confident. And I guess and uh, Peyton Watson is a uh, probable with an illness. He's been he's been dealing with. So Jokic, the price is getting back down to more where he's been. That that twelve point eight. Or I mean, twelve point four range, the you know, a thirteen k range and stuff. When there's not, when there's not a lot of value, and like we said, pricing's been tight. Yeah. It's really tough to click the button. But he's had so many like seventy plus point games. He's he's obviously paid it off. It just becomes tough to roster him. And as we've gone through the slate, I haven't seen a a tremendous amount of value. So I think Jokic is going to be tough to get to again. But if Murray's ruled out. Man, if Murray and Gordon are out, I think that he could easily smash in this matchup. So, I don't know. I think this is a tough game to break down the night before without news. But what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I mean, obviously it makes it tough without the news and a bunch of questionable guys. Um, but I do think this. I think that Booker misses. I, I think that that's my gut take right now. Uh, we've already seen this, uh, this Suns team in this exact same scenario. Uh, where it just seems like Booker, uh, what was it, when they opened up too, I mean, he's missed a lot of games already. And we've seen Jordan Goodwin step up in a big role. We've we've seen, uh, you know, Grayson Allen, he stepped up. And you got Josh Kogi and stuff. It, it is kind of crazy. I, I think Goodwin at 4.8 would be a guy who becomes a little bit of a, you know, just chalk value. Uh, you know, over 20 minutes and back-to-back-to-back games, you know, three games in a row of that. And, you know, you'd obviously get a huge bump if Booker missed. They'll love him in there. Uh, and I think this is one of those games where I honestly hope we don't get the news, Bobby. Uh, just being like an aggressive tournament player sometimes, like I think Booker misses this game. I think the ankle injury is something that they got to be cautious about. He's already missed like quite a few games of injury and stuff. I think that he's going to be given the white glove treatment. And uh, I think – I think this is a game where, you know, it's in Denver. Like, right now, it's in Phoenix. That's right. Yeah, it, it, it's against the Denver, like you know, the title holders basically. And I just think it, it's a game that you can punt. And I know that he might want to be out there and stuff, but you get a guy like Jordan Goodwin, and I'm, I'm going to be all over that. Uh, you get Eric Gordon in there. I think a lot of these pieces, and you know, even following it back with Kevin Durant at under 10K, it's an interesting game. You just almost hope that it doesn't blow out. How do we get how do we get Jokic and Katie in the same lineup? It's gonna be the challenge. You get a late night hammer and maybe you can cook a little bit. You'd almost have to plan for some blowouts though. I think if you're doing like a 20 max entry and you're wanting to get really, really wacky, I think that could be something that you do is kind of maybe punt a punt a game or two and a couple lineups, see if it blows out, and then you're nutted for the last game. Uh, you know, it's something to kind of behold there. And I think on the Denver side of the ball, Jokic's price coming back down to earth. Uh, but you still just have a lot of moving pieces like Jamal Murray being back, Aaron Gordon being like kind of uh, back into the rotation potentially. You're going to have just a mess there. Why would you want to fiddle with that outside of Jokic? That's beyond me. 
so yeah, it'd be basically just you know the, the Phoenix side and, and Jokic from this one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that it's definitely interesting from like a, an MME or 20 max perspective that short slate. I mean, you can make the case too that some of these early games, you know, especially the Knicks and Raptors could be completely fadeable. Um, you know, Dallas blows out Memphis and, you know, Luka has a good game, but not like a great game in, in a blowout. And you grab a couple of pieces or two from the Wizards, uh, or I mean, from the Magic who take care of business with the Wizards. You know, like we said, if, uh, if Embiid's in in particular, like Philly, Boston, you know, you're not dying to load up on that game. And you just wait to see what happens with Wemby and, Maybe you've got some guys out and all of a sudden you can play Jokic, KD, and like a bunch of value pops up. Like that could easily be the nuts. Like I could see six, seven guys from these late yeah. two games being on the winner. Yeah, I think that's the way to approach it too. You know, maybe, you know, maybe these theories come right. Like maybe Wemby misses, maybe uh, Booker misses. And all of a sudden, a lot of people who played the early games are regretting that they used any other salary or any other, other spots on this. And you kind of plan for that. Uh, it's definitely the way to kind of get different on this one. I, I think it's kind of good. Yeah, I think it's an interesting way to to approach tournaments in, in this one. So, yeah, I mean, if, if Jokic is – if, like, Nuggets are everyone's in, I mean, you could you can play Jokic any slate. And uh, I think MPJ and, and Marie look, uh, look okay. But outside of that, I can't get excited about, like, a 6K Richie Jackson or even, like, 5-5. KCP really so it's really dependent on um the Murray and and Gordon news for me as far as like how interested I am in in Denver and if it's truly up in the air I'm definitely willing to to roll the dice a little bit and uh do kind of like that back low type of of setup like we talked about you know I think regardless I still want to get some uh some Orlando exposure like I think you can get some cheaper like mid-tier pieces like a Jalen Suggs or a Gogo Batadze or like a cheap Joe Angles if uh, if we've got um, what's his name um, Jonathan Isaac you know he, he hasn't really played the last three years so I'm, I'm not yeah. even gonna get mad at myself for forgetting his name for a second he's barely played <laughs> <laughs> and uh, on the Phoenix side of things if Booker misses which I'm kind of with you I think he's trending towards missing. You know, KD, it's a, like KD should not be sub 10K without Booker and, and Beal. So it's not the easiest matchup against the the Nuggets. But yeah, sub 10K KD really interests me. Um, and I think, you know, Nurk and Eric Gordon are like the two main secondary guys. And we've seen when Booker missed earlier in the year that Jordan Goodwin didn't start, but he played like, he played, you know, upper 20s, I think some cases, low 30s in minutes. I think he definitely becomes in, in play too if uh, Devin Booker misses. So, you know, more mid-tier pieces for Phoenix, not like a ton of like value that opens up. But, you know, all of a sudden you've got KD, Jordan Goodwin, and, you know, maybe you play Eric Gordon uh, as well. And you've got Jokic and uh, let's say that Gordon and uh, Jamal Murray miss then. Yeah, I mean, Reggie Jackson looks okay at, at 6K then. And, uh, you know, maybe there's another – like, we, Justin Holiday's been okay starting in place of, uh, of of Aaron Gordon. So you can get a couple cheaper pieces and just in general, KD's underpriced. And uh, I think you could argue Jokic without uh, Jamal Murray, and especially if it's Jokic without Jamal Murray. And Aaron Gordon, 12.4K is too cheap for Nikola Jokic. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that yeah, it's going to be a 
one of the key games. And I wish I wish we had infinite salary. Because <laughs> like all these plays that we talked about, I'm sitting here wondering how we're gonna fit it and stuff. And that's why that's why Derek Rose is gonna be needed, Bobby. Because you're gonna need a, a sub five K yard to fit in, fit in everything. So <laughs> it's gonna be a good slate though. Yeah. I, I kind of can't wait to kind of kind of see how this uh the Jenga tower kind of falls apart. Yeah, I think yeah, we don't have a crazy amount of value, but I think there's a decent shot that we'll be able to uh to potentially fit Jokic in. So all right, yeah. To to wrap us up, then do you have uh, do you have a play of the day for the for the people, or if you need a minute to to think, I've got mine ready to roll. Well, you know what, yeah, I do. <laughs> it's going to be Derek Rose, you know, just purely because you said <laughs> you disagreed with me on one take. No, <laughs> I, know, I got. It. I, I I think under five k, I think you're getting a starting guard. I think we've seen that the value is kind of trash. Um, and I'll give a double play of the day because I will probably have Derrick Rose if he starts for sure. But Jordan Goodwin, I, I think that um, he, he's going to crush without Booker in there. And I'm planning on Booker missing. So, yeah, I think that's the way to approach it. Yeah, I like I like that call. For uh, for me, you know, maybe he'll still have some ownership after uh, busting for people the other day. But uh, Paolo Banchero against the Wizards. I hope everyone's got recency bias. And uh, I think he's in an awesome spot. and. <laughs> short memory I'll, I'll forget that uh he had a bad game and uh, i'll forget that i might lose my my head-to-head with uh with noah thanks to nas reed and, and kyle anderson so you gotta move on to the next one yep survive in advance you know you'll get the rematch for sure i know that i hope so i, I went one for two on on the fades caleb martin went off even without jimmy butler in there and i had way less of caleb martin than i did at the beginning of the day considering i thought jimmy was going to sit at the beginning of the day but Gil Martin still had a really nice game, so we went one for two. We'll we'll call that a draw, and uh, I don't know. We'll see how the head-to-head shakes out, but uh, I don't think that I'm going to pull head with that one unless Moses Moody like turns an ankle or gets benched. It's definitely possible. <laughs> <laughs> well, sounds good. I uh, appreciate you guys listening. Appreciate the support for the podcast. Again, subscribe. Give us five stars. That stuff helps us out. A ton helps us continue to bring you this uh, this free content and you know helps us potentially expand on it in the in the future, maybe uh, even later in this NBA season. If you're not signed up for Run Pure Sports, sign up with code Giblets44, 44% off your first payment. That includes if you want to add on Saberson, top optimizer in the industry. So with that for myself, for Rubio, we are out of here. Good luck on the slate, everyone. Peace.